and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you this week. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. On this week's show, we have a lot to discuss, including Siegfried and Roy's famous jungle palace being for sale. Find out what it looks like inside. We discovered a really cool 1980s Vegas vlog that you have to hear about. Plus, new marquees coming to the strip at Horseshoe and Fountain Blue's big screen is testing as well. Tillman Fertitta's new casino may officially be on hold. The Carousel Bar at Plaza is progressing and that stuff is almost open as well. Plus, we have a lot more to discuss. Stick around. As a reminder, you can find all of our Vegas content that be posts, podcasts, and videos at mtmvegas.com. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So, Mark, did you see that fancy, fancy sign that uh, Caesars put up between Paris and the old Bally's, the horseshoe? Looks like they called someone up, got it made in about five minutes. Is there anything more Caesars than that sign? Like penny, penny pinching, cheapness to its finest. Like at least paint the wall behind it so you don't see the old, you know, peeking out the welcome to Bally's on each side. It's so, it's so crappy. I don't understand it. I have to hope it's temporary, right? I mean, we have to hope that this is just a, a temporary uh, sign. Uh, no. What do, what do you think the odds are on <laughs> I that? I hope it stays because it looks so terrible. Oh, man, it's crazy. <laughs> Let's talk about Horseshoe a little bit more and give them some love for what they, they deserve. We know that Caesars is redoing the entire property, and it seems like this is weird because it's happening in different phases. Old Red is getting built. That's going to open up, I think, later, late this year, maybe early next year. The Bottle Blonde, the Grand Bazaar shop's getting completely redone they opened up the new steakhouse last year some restaurants are still closed they're still painting the building and the marquee has been torn apart for months now but we do know what the marquee is going to look like and uh it looks pretty good of course a it's big giant screen what else would you expect <laughs> it doesn't really fit in does it right i mean when you look at those no. pictures of the strip everything looks old-fashioned and then you have this giant led sitting right out on the on the boulevard i mean we've made the joke that you know the strip is becoming Times square and this is just more to that and that's not a i don't think that's a good thing like we have enough ads we have enough commerce out there that we don't need to be seeing it as we're walking down the street and this is just a massive billboard on the sign which is another money-making scheme you know from from caesars to do this and i understand you gotta you know make your money where you can but it just i don't like that that that's where vegas is going it just feels more corporate you know more less the the atmosphere that you want in vegas like the the adult disneyland type of feel that you get in the whimsical awe you're losing that because all you're going to see is billboard ads now las vegas billboards are of course are like a tradition right you had all the headliners on there and of course they didn't used to be screens and then you know i think maybe in the 90s is when we saw our first screen like maybe treasure island bellagio they had the first versions i remember of screens but they were very low res and then you mixed them in and they still felt like attraction marquees i agree you kind of lose something when it's a hundred percent screen you know this will just have the horseshoe uh, name and then it's a screen it's 180 feet tall and to your point the same company that sells the ads on those other screens south on the strip are selling ads here that's who made the announcement so yeah you're gonna get a lot of stuff for the property but a lot of ads mixed in as well so yeah Times square yeah we need to go back to the lights like the bulbs let's go like old school bring that back circa did it right let's just have that the whole strip get redone that way now they also announced that they're opening their asian restaurant it's called my asia and it's going to open on March 13th. It's going to feature like a bar and a nightclub. And then it'll be like, it has a noodle bar and, 
you know, pan Asian food. So it looks uh, pretty good. And the restaurant is owned by Martin Yan, who's a celebrity chef. Apparently he's done more cooking shows than anybody in history of cooking shows or something, according to the Vegas Eater article. I don't know. I've never heard of him. How about you? I, I thought it was just like another name for Gordon Ramsay because it's a Caesar's property, a new restaurant. I was kind of shocked that they brought it in. No, it sounds cool. You know, the bar area, I'm always good for another lounge type bar. Maybe they have some like, uh, you know, lower key music and stuff and a good night spot to hang out. Uh, the food pictures look good, as they always do. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But no, I've never never heard of them. I don't watch cooking shows. My kids actually love cooking shows, but mostly like nailed it. All right. Speaking of nailed it, let's talk about this. A TikToker Segway. This, <laughs> used this AI to generate uh, pictures. You know, we know all AI is all in the news for, you know, ChatGPT doing text. And there's also image generators. And he basically said, generate what people from Las Vegas would look like. You know, he did this for a bunch of different cities, but the Las Vegas ones are creepily accurate. And I think they look a little bit like Winnie and Buck, the statue that Harris just removed. Yeah, they they definitely do. And I think it nailed it. I mean, I think it was pretty good on a lot of them. It felt kind of like a Grand Theft Auto ad almost. Uh, some of the, the people, which was kind of funny, especially when you get to Miami, it looked like Grand Theft Auto, Vice City uh, type of feel. But the Gary Indiana one kind of... <laughs> I, I died a little bit uh, with that. That guy's scary, yeah. <laughs> the Vegas one, like, I can just imagine those two smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, hanging out at the locals' casino. Like, I've seen those people all around town my entire life. I, I mean, I, I think, you know, if I was going to do it, I uh, I don't know how you could describe Las Vegas better. I also, like you said, it looks like Grand Theft Auto. If you look really closely at the casinos in the background of those pictures, there's just like random letters, but it's very stylized. I don't know. I I, I dug it. Let us know what you guys what if think. It, the, the only thing that would have been more perfect is if when that pic, when you get to the end, because it's at the very end of the TikTok, and then Chris Angel's face just popped right up. How, how amazing would that be? <laughs> it would have been even better if the AI just put a picture of Chris Angel when you said somebody from Las Vegas. Because, yeah. I mean, why not? Why not? So yeah, I mean, AI is taking over the world. Now, speaking of art, Resorts World's bringing, you know, we talked about how successful they had at their launch, their first full year. You know, it's not perfect, uh, but their occupancy is high, and they've had a lot of success with their entertainment offerings. And they're bringing the largest immersive art experience display. Uh, you know how they describe these things. Transfix, it's going to have 200,000 square feet of uh, art. So, uh, you know, it's immersive, uh, lights. It kind of reminds me of Area 15, maybe. I don't I don't know. I, I don't even know how to that's describe what I, it, really. Yeah, that's what I first thought when I, when I saw the pictures and you put it in the show notes. I'm like, oh, that, a new thing for Area 15, because it looks exactly like what would fit in there. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. I think it's a really cool addition. I don't know exactly, the, you know, do you get where they're going to put this? 200,000 square feet? Is it like an outdoor thing? It kind of looks like it's outdoor, but some's indoor. So I don't know where they're going to, you know, schedule all this stuff and how that all works, getting through it, how long it will take. But it definitely looks something, you know, something you might want to be a little higher drunk when you go in there. <laughs> we need more of that in Las Vegas, right? Uh, you know, it says <laughs> that there's going to be 10 artist design bars and speakeasies along the north end of the Las Vegas Strip. So, yeah, it doesn't describe exactly where it'll be. It does feel like it's going to be an outdoor sort of space, but I don't know. There'll also be a two acre labyrinth uh, that you can go through and you know, all kinds of different art. So yeah, it does seem like perfect for Vegas. Another good move, I think, for Resorts World in bringing unique art, entertainment, 
they're definitely thinking outside the box when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, 10, 10 bars and distilleries and, and pop-ups and all that stuff. That, yeah, sign me up. That sounds great. And it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Lost uh, Distillery at Area 15, Lost Spirits Distillery, but like in a much grander scale, how you just kind of roam around and find different areas, different nooks have a drink i'm sure they'll have like some type of performance thing going on performance art so i'm i'm excited for it i think this is a great move by resource world agreed and uh while we're talking about art let's talk about the bellagio they're bringing in a new display called in bloom it's running through september 10th and it's a curated art collection of landscapes and still life and it's all done in the new mexico style of art sounds kind of cool just a reminder that that art gallery is there and still uh, has some fresh stuff as well yeah i've never actually been in there never seen the entry to it you know the only reason i know it exists is because julia roberts worked there in oceans 11 well, Steve Wynn famously, I think, uh, destroyed one of the paintings in there. Was it a Picasso or something like that? He damaged it, and then he had to get it repainted or, you know, fixed. And so I know that was a big thing. And then when it got sold, the whole transfer of the art collection was a big thing. A lot of people thought MGM wouldn't keep the art collection around, wouldn't keep investing in it after, you know, Wynn left. And they've done a good job with it. So, you know, good to see new stuff in there, even though we don't talk about it a lot. And it's over by the pool, Mark. Yeah. It's over by the pool. Okay. That's exactly where I would expect an art gallery to be. <laughs> it's a long walk out to the pool at Bellagio. All right. So everything, everything at Bellagio is a long walk, period. <laughs> All right. So this weird thing happened. I was walking with my friend Dave at Green Valley Ranch uh, the other day. And, uh, you know, that's a beautiful resort. We've talked about it before. Uh, it's right near the new Dollar uh, Loan Center Arena in Henderson, and it's a great resort, kind of Mediterranean theme. They even have, like, grape vines and stuff like that out there. But on the slot machines in a couple areas of the casino, they have this white sign that says Viva Hotel Resort. And Viva was the hotel that Station Casinos was going to build on the Wild Wild West land back in 2008, and that fell through. And now we know Wild Wild West closed just last year, so they are going to redevelop it into something is this a hint by Station Casinos? I mean, have people seen this around town? I mean, it's a very sort of basic looking sign, white background, black letters. It says Viva, I think Hotel Casino Resort is what it says. I'm confused. I, I, wanna, I want somebody out there to tell me why this exists. Are they bringing back Viva and they're just sort of slyly telling us about it? I mean, you would want to think that, like, they maybe they made something and they're just reusing it, but that's a long time ago to be holding on to it and and even had it made because they hadn't, you know, broken any ground or done anything. So it does seem like there's, like, a little Easter egg there. But, you know, I went back and read that old article from 08 and just how delusional they were about the whole project is it cracks me up big time. Yeah, that's an interesting article. I'll put the link in the description. I think it's from the Las Vegas Sun, and it's talking about, you know, how the Fertitas wanted City Center to open to be able to prove Viva and how they thought they would be able to get funding as other projects like Cosmo were struggling. So it's really like a moment in time and a good look back at history. But uh, I'm confused about why Viva is in the middle of Green Valley Ranch. Now, the Green Valley Ranch Buffet, we talked about the fact that it got blocked off. It's still blocked off, and the walls have come way out. So I don't know. They're doing something there, but they haven't announced anything yet. But it's a great resort if nobody's been out there and then really quickly on an update on fiesta henderson i went over there just to see what it looks like now the buildings are completely gone the garage is still there just a lot of dirt where a casino hotel tower movie theater all of that used to be so that's uh, sad to see although it looks like uh, the city of henderson's taken over they put their signs everywhere so maybe a park 
will be coming soon. I don't think they've closed that deal yet, but yeah, everything's done. De- demolition complete. Well, it's good that they'll have a big parking lot for the park. Hope it's popular. <laughs> yeah, they'll have a. It'll be a park with a giant parking garage. So there, there you go. It's still. It's still. <laughs> they'll there. put a, They'll start charging for it. Ten bucks for up to, for the bottom floor. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this, Mark. 1980s Las Vegas blog. So I'm on YouTube the other day, and this thing pops up, and it said 1987 Las Vegas. It's like 30 minutes long. Every once in a while, I'll watch a historic Vegas. Usually, it's people driving the strip. Usually the quality isn't all that good. But for 1987, this was pretty good quality. And this guy was coming here for like a doctor's convention and he was giving a talk, I think. So at various points, you see him talking with his friends. But it goes everywhere from like starting at the airport. So you're getting 1980s airport vibes to he was staying at Bally's. Even mentions that it's the newly renamed Bally's after it was the MGM Grand. So that kind of tells you the era that we're in. Lots of great shots of that area, Flamingo and Las Vegas Boulevard, which is completely different on every corner. And uh, nighttime, daytime, so much good stuff in this thing. This guy's the first Vegas vlogger. Yeah, I mean, he was way ahead of his time by, you know, like 30 years. It's it's kind of it's kind of crazy to see, uh, you know, and then you, it throws you back to just like hotels in the 80s and Wallpaper man. I don't know why anybody ever thought wallpaper was a good idea. It looks that it wallpaper looks man at the Bally's room. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, too bad he didn't give us any carpet shots for you. But yeah, the wallpaper was bad, um, and it just shows you how you know how different Vegas was. There was no one. There was no screens selling billboards. But two, there really wasn't a lot going on. You know, like Flamingo was a marquee thing, and now Flamingo's just a has been that you look down on and. It was kind of like the centerpiece of this video. You don't see a lot on there's there's just vacant land around and you can see far out into the distance and you know I was like what's that uh thing that looks like a football stadium at the end and you're that's the convention center and that looks completely different and uh kind of crazy. Yeah, the convention center was what I was really excited about at the end of this video. Great views of that old I always called it like a spaceship. It looks like a flying saucer to me. But the old original convention center building, which was very famous, I think it was the largest building of that type in the world at the time. The Beatles performed there in 1964. The UNLV basketball team played there for 20 years. And so many big names came through there because that was the first sort of big venue in Las Vegas for touring acts. So uh, it was cool to see that up close. It got torn down in 1990. So this was the very end of its life. And then you get to see like Bally's, you know, two versions ago, right? Just when it was a parking lot out on the strip. Wasn't even that moving walkway that we talked about on the last show. Uh, so it shows you how long that's come. The dunes, of course, is still there. The old moving walkway uh, for Caesars, one of the two that they had is still there. And then, of course, the Barbary Coast in its original uh, form with that maroon color. So everything it's looks so now. different. And Flamingo, <laughs> Flamingo Hilton, I, that's the Vegas that I grew up in, the Flamingo Hilton, all of that stuff. It's it's great to see it because he did such a good job of doing it. He does, You don't see every part of Vegas in this video, but what you see, you get great looks at. Yeah, I was really excited to see Oasis because we've had a lot of people comment about that, you know, like a fond memory of theirs that they ripped down, especially when we've been talking about Caesars and the and the walkway and Rotunda and all that stuff. And I never got to see that. So I didn't, you know, they're like, oh, I loved it as a kid or loved it. You know, that was kind of like my big Vegas memory. And 
I never got to go in it, see it, anything. So it was really cool to see that. Somebody could fact check me, but I believe I've heard this as a fact that the entirety of the dunes and the Oasis Casino and all of that would fit on the Bellagio Fountains footprint. So that's where they oh, wow. were. So, yeah, I mean, it, th th that shows you why they had to tear down those properties because they were just at a different scale. And when we go into the area of the mega resort, there was just no way to really add on to them because you end up with something like Caesars that's really disjointed or Riviera back in the day. If anybody stayed there before it closed where, you know, you get maze and lost. And so that's why they decided to tear these things down. But it was a different time. There was tons of gas stations, little motels on the strip. And uh, yeah, you get some traffic was rides. manageable. Yeah. <laughs> It was cool. And to your point, those screens, just those big uh, marquees, big names up in writing. Yeah, it's a great look at Las Vegas in the 1980s or 1987 specifically. And uh, I highly recommend it. I Every once in a while, I've thought about sharing one of these videos, but this is the best one that I've seen. And I guess if people out there like it, then in the future, if I come up with good quality ones that I find, uh, I'll, I'll make sure to share them as well. But some things you just cannot see anymore in that video. And for that reason... I recommend it. So Mark, did you hear about those parents who put a unique strategy in place as they went to go play craps at the casino? Take your kid, you distract the security guard so that they're looking the other way, then you leave your kid at the security booth, then you go hit the tables. <laughs> and of course it happens on Fremont Street after we said like, keep your kids off Fremont Street at night. That's, a, that's where it goes down. I mean. One of the comments, this is kind of a tragic story, you know, because if you're that into gambling, that's a that's a big problem. But they're like, well, if he's age seven, you got to you got to leave him behind because you don't want to go to craps with the seven. <laughs> yeah, you can't bring your uh, your bad luck kid there. That's terrible, Mark. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Siegfried and Roy's famous house over on Rancho is now for sale and uh, it's listed online so you can get to see pictures of it. Built in 1954, it sits on 0.42 acres, 8,750 square feet, selling for $3 million. And, uh, you know, on Zillow, you have all the pictures. It looks incredible. I, I, you know, some of these houses, we've seen some of celebrity from yesteryear, their houses come up. Jerry Lewis's house came up a few years ago. They always look very, like, dated and weird. And this one does, too, right? Because there's a lot of very I was just going to say. But, <laughs> no, but I, but dated. I... Yeah, but I feel like what they did is it's very themed and, you know, cohesive. I don't know. I, I really liked it. I wasn't surprised. I was expecting to see something that was not quite as nice as it was, although I suspect uh, it's going to be an acquired taste. As of the time we're recording this, it just went into contract, so somebody's buying it. Yeah, I wonder, like, th that'd be kind of a cool Airbnb, and I'm sure they could name their price, you know, to go to Siegfried and Roy's house and hang out there and ton of rooms, ton of space, pools, all that stuff. What I found was really interesting is, you know, it's this big property, but it looks like it's just in the middle of a normal subdivision with like regular houses all around it, which I found kind of unique and weird. You think they would have like, you know, a big gate around it or a property where they're kind of away from, from people. And I'm guessing they built this a long time ago, you know, and, and then maybe it grew up around there. Uh, but yeah, I, I was kind of shocked by that. That area off of Rancho and Alta, all those houses in there, that used to be where like the aristocrats of Las Vegas, the really rich people lived back in the day. And so that was where all the people like Siegfried and Roy would have been. And that's where they lived is closer to the strip. And that was sort of their main house. But they did have a house up in the Northwest where they kept all their animals. And it was on a much bigger piece of land. It was right across from Santa Fe Station, actually, Rainbow and Rancho. And uh, yeah, that one was another cool one. Because, I mean, it just had so much land around it. And unfortunately, 
after their deaths that got sold to a developer. And I don't know if it's been torn down yet or not, because I haven't been there uh, in the last six months or so, but it got approved to get torn down and they're going to build a 330 unit uh, like apartment complex or condo complex in, in its place. So unfortunately, that piece of Siegfried and Roy history is now gone. But this is their main home. This looks kind of cool. That's the SNR on the front door, the gate, all that good stuff. Yeah, the other one looked more what I would, was thinking, like a lot of land, space, you know, no neighbors, really kind of what you envision with celebrities and what they want. And I, I mean, it's sad to see it torn down, but, you know, we've talked numerous times about the issue with housing and how there isn't enough in the Vegas area and it continues to grow. So they definitely need more, especially affordable uh, apartments and stuff. I don't know that these are going to be very affordable, but we de they definitely need to build more of those out. You know, stop building casinos and start building some houses and apartments, please. Yeah, when they built that, there wasn't much around there. And that was sort of the end of the valley. Ann Road was the end of the valley. There wasn't much north of that. And the city has extended probably 10 miles north, basically all the way to Mount Charleston or to almost to the Lee Canyon exit. It's just gotten more and more north. And so, yeah, I mean, this is almost like more of a central location now where that new one is. And yeah, I mean, you can't argue replacing one giant house with a 330 unit complex, giving more housing in an area where we have a shortage. So good to see that. But I was so happy to see all these pictures. The realtor did a great job of just making sure this is documented. And I'm glad to see that before it changes hands. Maybe we'll get a Siegfried and Roy museum in it. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, you always see listings. I mean, you know, this is a $3 million listing, so they're probably bringing in professionals, but it's amazing how bad pictures are on real estate listings like you know all cockeyed or dark and you can't see or tell what's going on so it's nice to see clear photos that had good lighting and all that and you get you know hope and those it's on the internet so they'll be there for forever and ever even if people change it so that's pretty cool yeah and there's an amazing 3d tour too so if you want to check it out their link is down in the description so we got a little bit of an update on the plaza construction a good look at what the carousel bar is going to look like now a uh, vital vegas tweeted out a video of it. I think uh, Vegas Advantage tweeted out a photo of it as well. Uh, we see the tile going in for the floor, which I'm not the biggest fan of, I'll, I'll say, but- Where's the carpet? <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked by like all the, you know, the plumbing and all the electrical and everything that they put in there. You know, this area was just basically a driveway, right? So they're having to, to put everything out there. But I think this is an incredible venue. I just think it's such a cool place to sit at a bar right at the end of Fremont Street I always thought Plaza's position on Fremont Street was very special, and I think this kind of leans into that. Yeah, I mean, I think Circa has a lot to do with this, you know, because they brought a, a another level to Fremont Street, and this is just kind of playing into that. You know, Plaza's always kind of been like a, a, a good place to go if you want to do something cheap or, you know, have a cheap room and the location's good, but there wasn't like a ton drawing me in, and they've been adding, you know, uh, you know, restaurants and bars, and, and this looks really, really cool, unique something that will draw people in. So I think it's a great move on their part. It looks really cool. I definitely would check it out. And I think it's just kind of like Circa's bringing more people down there and they want them to stay down there more uh, so now. So I think, uh, you know, hopefully we see this happen at other uh, properties too. Yeah, and it's smart because they're only steps away from Circa, right? Especially this bar, it's just steps away from Circa across the street. And they're also, you know, as a reminder, building a pink box donuts, a new patio for Oscars, and then that non-smoking casino, which is kind of themed to Brian Christopher Slots or has a tie-in for social media influencers, the first non-smoking casino in downtown Las Vegas. So, yeah, a lot's still going on. They're moving along. That 
bar seems like it'll be done uh, pretty quickly. Since they got they got the slots, you know, for we should have an MT, MTM Vegas carpet room or something where you just like rub the furry wall and stuff. Come on, put it together. Let's do it. I mean, we we need the people at the plaza. Jonathan Jocelyn. I don't I don't think that they watch us, but uh, yeah, hopefully they do. He did say that. I guess it's a really a maze to get into the property now because of the way everything's blocked off. He said that's going to be done by the end of this week. So hopefully a little bit more accessible to get to the rest of Plaza. But uh, good to see that moving along. Now we talked on the last show, Mark, about Bally's new huge sign on the strip, and then their new uh, Asian restaurant, My Asia. And uh, apparently we're the only two people who don't know who Martin Yan is. Uh, yeah, so we got a lot of hate in the comments for not knowing uh, who hey. that guy was. And I did say you had the most <laughs> cooking shows. Like, he was on PBS yeah. for, like, decades. So, yeah, we, we failed on that, and we're sorry. He's uh, the Bob. He's the Bob what's the uh, the guy with the big hair? Uh, Bob Ross? Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> he's painter. the Bob Ross of cooking shows, and we messed it up. <laughs> yeah, we totally did. So we apologize to all of you. Uh, but speaking of LED signs, Fountain Blue, they started testing their sign this week. And, you know, we talked last show about all the screens and how they're taking over. So we won't talk about that. But uh, it's good to see finally something come alive on this building. You know, we've seen the signage go up. More and more of the facade is going up. So we're finally seeing, instead of that shell, we're finally seeing what it might look like as it gets done. And I really like how they built the marquee into the top of the building. Kind of looks neat. Yeah, I like that it's less obtrusive and, you know, kind of blends in a bit more. You know, we've, we've lamented how many signs there are and how lights and Times Square and stuff. So I feel like this fits in a bit better, you know, versus what we're seeing with Bally's and how it's just going to be kind of an eyesore and a, and a money grab. So I kind of like that. I agree. Uh, you know, hopefully when it's all said and done, it looks it looks great and it doesn't take over the skyline too much. I wonder what percentage of people out there are still being naysayers about this project getting finished. Like every occasionally I'll come and see somebody comment, oh, that's never going to get done. And it's like, yeah, this is going to get done. It's going to open this year. I mean, nothing's a sure thing, right, Mark? But I mean, it's probably as close to, to that as possible. And everything I've seen from the renderings, just to the facade, how they're doing it, the materials, the colors, the designs. I really like this place. I think this is going to be right up my alley and it's going to give win competition for my favorite hotel. I'm going to put that out there now. Of course, it could be terrible, but I think these people know how to do hotels, obviously the Fountain Blue in Miami, and everything they do, I'm excited about. So start to build up the hype so we can get a, a property thought, that's uh, fun. It's talking about building up. I thought you were building up a segue there, saying things that might not get done. Yeah, so for things that might not get built, let's move further south on the Strip and uh, Harmon and Las Vegas Boulevard. Uh, we've talked about Tillman Fertitta's casino that he has said he's going to build there. We talked about the fact that he's made tons of money since he bought wind stock and mark uh the wind stock's even higher than when we talked about that but apparently not enough money because one of his senior executives said things are really expensive right now and they haven't made a decision when they're going to move forward although we have seen updates from the south strip this week as the hawaiian marketplace got torn down and the other shops next to it as well I think that Mexican restaurant on the corner of Harmon Las Vegas Boulevard is still operating. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear this because it, everything's just more expensive now. And it's really kind of the worst time to build. If you assume that inflation is going to come down at some point in the next couple of years, you know, cost of uh, things and, and everything is or the economy is going to downturn. You definitely don't want to start a huge expensive project. But it's also kind of annoying because they've already locked up shops, started knocking down stuff. And I don't want this to be like a huge eyesore of a couple buildings here, vacants there, and, and it just looked really bad, even though what was there didn't look great before. But you'd hate to see that and just another type of thing that's like a stalled start in Vegas. We've had enough of that. So hopefully they just pop. I mean, use that win money. You got it. Just come come and build it, please. 
<laughs> yeah, you just use the, the win money. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been sort of surprised how many projects we've seen announced given the inflationary you know environment we're in and how expensive everything is. So this doesn't surprise me. It's actually surprised me that so many other projects have gone forward. He did get approval for this. He went to the city council. They're tearing down the buildings. I think they're moving forward. They're just trying to figure out the right time. Of course, the economy could crash and that could all change. But yeah, we might just have a dirt lot on the strip for a while. Could bring in uh, Tonka trucks or, or the big uh, trucks and like do, do a digging thing like they do in Vegas where you, where you rent uh, big vehicles and dig pits. Yeah, we have one of those, or we did. I don't know if it's still yeah. open. It's where the it's where Area 15, or it was where Area 15's expansion is going, but I don't know if they moved it. So you bring it, it over to the Strip. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. Now let's talk about the quote-unquote Bellagio of Reno, the Sands Regency. So I have stayed at this hotel. I've actually been there a couple times, but I've stayed there. And this is like a couple blocks off the main Virginia Street kind of strip of Reno. And the first time I stayed there, I want to say it was like 2009, and when you would walk from Virginia Street, the few blocks to get there, because again, I stayed there, it was like full of homeless people. It was a very dangerous place. Let's just put it that way. Uh, I was just back in Reno last year, totally redeveloped that area. They built a lot of like new housing and mixed use stuff. And it, a lot of this is because of this one developer who also bought the Sands Regency. And now he said, now this property is like a lower tier property. It was sort of added on to over the years, very low ceilings, very smoky very old style casino, and uh, he's going to spend $400 million to renovate it. The thing I know that you like about this story is he said he's going to knock out the ceilings and they're going to be 40 foot tall casino yes. ceilings. So uh, I think, I, I don't know why, <laughs> Bellagio of Reno, why, why build that? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, when I saw the price tag, I was like, Circus Circus only putting in like 40 million. You're going to put 400 million <laughs> in Reno. I, I don't know. I just don't see how it makes sense. You know, we just talked, the last story is about not making sense to build on the Vegas trip. I can't see spending $400 million in Reno. I mean, I hope it happens. I've always wanted to go to Reno, never been. And everybody's like, you know, it's not really worth the trip unless you're, you gotta be there anyway. So maybe he's trying to make it worth the trip, but I don't, I don't see this playing out well, but I, I hope it does. Yeah, the Reno area has changed so much when it comes to casinos. Virginia Street used to have a ton of casinos, and you know, over the years, a lot of them closed, and now you're basically down to just a few, the Sands Regency behind that. And then you do have some nicer casinos kind of spread out, like the Grand Sierra, like the Pepper Mill. So there are some nicer casinos. What was interesting about this was that they're going to spend $150,000 per room to renovate it. 150000 yeah. Like when I first read this, I was thinking 15000 That made sense. But 150000 per room seems bananas to me. He's building this neon line district that basically extends out. He's building housing, all of this stuff. And so this is going to be the anchor of that. So it does sort of make sense, I guess. But this property is a weird one and... It'll be interesting to see how they transform, and I, I'll look forward to it. Hopefully, I have some video. I'm not sure how much video I have of it from my stays. I was just there last year, so I know I have a little bit of video of it. So hopefully, I can throw that up here so people can see what it looks like. Now. Oh, you just said you just said throw it up on screen again, <laughs> like you did with nachos. <laughs> I'll work on it. So, <laughs> so our last story, Cosmo. Apparently, the signage is now getting changed. We know that Cosmo had some different stuff when MGM bought them, right? They had their own casino loyalty program called Identity. And then they also had a partnership with Marriott on the hotel side. And MGM has a partnership with Hyatt on the hotel side. And of course, MGM Rewards. And so it's a little confusing, but Cosmo is going to remain with Marriott on the hotel side. 
But on the casino loyalty side, they're going to merge into MGM Rewards. We knew that's going to happen, but apparently signage is getting changed out. We were always sort of told the rumor was April, so that's probably uh, what we're looking at. If you have comps or any offers on your identity account, book them now, because when that goes away, then you'll be subject to MGM Rewards and whatever you have there. On the flip side, if you're an MGM loyalist, you soon should be able to book Cosmo. Yeah, I guess it depends where you're at. Like, if you've been an MGM loyalist, this is great news. If you've been a Cosmo loyalist, you're this is the day you've been dreading. So, you know, like you said, get it in while you can, book what you can, even if you don't know if you're going to be able to make it, book like five trips if you have comps and, and use them up and get it locked in. On a side note, I was looking at the site last night. I'm in Mexico right now, and... Uh, so I go to the site and looking at Jasmine's offer, she doesn't have any comps or anything, but she has like a $79 a night, no resort fee offer, which is pretty good for Cosmo. So I start looking and I clicking through and then all of a sudden I'm seeing numbers like $13,000 a night and all this stuff. And of course the site was converting it to pesos and I didn't realize it, it took me a good five minutes. So like, <laughs> what the hell is going on in Vegas where the Cosmo is $13,000? Like, is, is there another F1 race I forgot about that day? <laughs> Yeah, seriously, it's uh, it was insane. Speaking of F1, on the next show, we're going to talk about the new renderings for the F1 race that they released. Looks really cool with the sphere, so we'll talk about that on the next show. Thank you for listening to this episode of the MTM Vegas podcast. As a reminder, you can find all of our Vegas content at mtmvegas.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.